On this episode, we'll talk about why you might wish to carve out some time just for you to review and close out 2022. This is an exercise, if you will, in metacognition. It's always fun, or at least interesting, to look back on the events of the year. But I would encourage you to think not only about the events of 2022, but to think back and reflect on how you showed up for those events, what they mean for you today, what you learned, and how you've changed. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast with Stephanie Lee. On this show, we're talking about the experiences of high-achieving women across industries and lifestyles. These are folks who are at about the midpoint of their careers and are no longer satisfied to let their lives happen to them. Together, we're purposefully creating the second half of our lives by addressing burnout and overwork, getting clarity on how we actually create the experience of our lives, figuring out how we're conspiring to keep ourselves stuck, articulating what it is that we really want for the second half of our lives and identifying a plan to achieve it. So often we feel like our lives are just too busy to sit down and reflect, but we lose a lot of our own growth when we don't take the time to really let it sink in in our own minds. So I would encourage you to give yourself the gift of airtime this time of year. Creating a ritual to close out the year that works for you. This doesn't have to be long or elaborate or weird or woo. By ritual, what I really mean is, how might you dress this up a bit? Make it a special time. But if trying to make it special creates resistance or pressure within you, no worries. Skip this part. But if you like the idea, how might you set some time aside in this way? It's winter here in the Northern Hemisphere, so I would consider things like lighting a candle or sitting in front of the fireplace, pouring a glass of wine or a mug of coffee or drinking chocolate or hot buttered rum. I didn't even know hot buttered rum was a thing, but my friend recently sent me a recipe, so I'll link it in the show notes. You may also like nice music, or you may prefer quiet. Some people are purists, and they think that this kind of exercise really needs to be done with paper and a pen. But if I write for too long by hand, my wrist will begin to hurt, so I'd probably be doing this on my laptop. Maybe in front of the Christmas tree? with some candles lit, and my dog sitting close by, if I'm lucky. But I'm a word person. So maybe you're a more visual person, and you'd like to create a Pinterest board or a piece of artwork to close out the year. Some of you may even prefer to record voice notes. Most importantly, just give yourself some time to think and reflect. Now, if you're someone who can't stand the idea of personal things being on paper or in the cloud or on a device, destroy it afterward and believe that you will remember the things that it's important for you to remember. I like to spend time reflecting on my life. Just do. I like to pay attention. Otherwise, I feel like I'm missing it. And I've been spending this time of year thinking about the year that was for maybe about the last 10 years. The first time I remember, which I know isn't actually the first time I did it, but it's the first time that I could call up in memory. It was like 
there was an itch under my skin. Like I felt like there were all of these sort of disparate things that had happened during the year and I wanted to wrap my mind around them and make sense about them, of them, before they were gone. Like yarn that had become a mess and needed to be straightened out, cleaned up, wrapped up neatly, whatever. For some reason, this particular year, I was away from home between Christmas and New Year's for one night in a hotel room by myself. And I remember sitting on the hotel room couch and just simply writing. It felt like I had a jumble of stories in my head about the year, and I wanted to make sense out of them. As a coach, this making sense of someone's story is something that I do for my clients. Often clients will show up in sessions and share all that is going on and just kind of dump it out in a pile verbally. Together, we sift through their stories and make meaning of what's going on for them. So often the things that we tell ourselves, the stories that we tell ourselves, they can end up getting all jumbled up. We have fleeting impressions of things that mattered or impacted us or didn't but we don't spend enough time thinking about it to make sense of it. So I would encourage you to offer this sense-making exercise to yourself at the end of 2022. It can be as simple or as elaborate as it suits you. Part of waking up to our lives is the practice of reflecting on them, seeing what's there. There may be other natural junctures in your life that lend themselves to this kind of reflection, so there's nothing really magical about the new year. Pre-pandemic, my husband and I took a vacation to the same resort every two years, and I would always spend a lot of time on that trip writing about my life and reflecting back on what was different from when we were there two years before. And as an educator, the beginning of the traditional school year and its end both feel like good times for reflection. I'll also refer you to a wonderful resource developed by Susanna Conway. Each year, she develops and distributes a free and very extensive workbook called Unravel Your Year. If you want to outsource this experience of thinking about your year entirely, follow the link in the show notes and allow Susanna's thoughtful questions to guide you through a session of reflection of the year that was. But if you want to create your own experience of reflecting through the year, consider what tools you can use to jog your memory. Your work and personal calendars, maybe even your to-do lists if they're archived, your social media feed, the pictures on your phone. You may want to flip or scroll through journals or workbooks that you've completed. We're not looking so much for the events that happened, though they can be reminders and a scaffolding to allow you to really remember and reflect upon the year. Before you begin, I have a recommendation, and this may contribute to this time of reflection feeling set apart for you. Take a minute, close your eyes, and notice your breathing. Not to try to change it, just notice it. After you've clued into your breathing for a moment, notice all of the places where your body is resting on something. If you're sitting in a chair, this may be your feet on the floor, your butt against the seat, and your back against the back of the chair or the couch. Notice these places where your body is being supported by something external. And if it's comfortable for you, try to allow these supports, the floor, the chair, the couch, to offer more support to your body and let your body surrender a slight bit 
more into the support. Don't force it if it's not comfortable, but notice if it is, and you can relax just a tiny bit more. And if it feels comfortable, close your eyes briefly. Inhale twice through your nose and then exhale through your mouth as if you were exhaling through a straw. This is called the physiological sigh, and it's something that's studied by Dr. Andrew Huberman as an effective way to move your nervous system into the parasympathetic state. This is where you're thinking more deeply and logically, and you're feeling safe. I'm going to include a link to this to the YouTube video that includes Huberman talking about the physiological sigh and why it's useful in the show notes, of course. Something else is that reflecting on our lives in this way can sometimes bring things up or stir up a lot of emotion. So be kind to yourself. This exercise is for you. So if it feels too intense, don't do it. If a question makes you anxious, skip it. Be gentle with yourself. You can always return to the exercise of noticing the places where your body meets the couch or another physiologic sigh if you feel like that would be useful. If this practice is new to you, consider some questions you might want to ask yourself each year. And I'm going to offer you some questions today to chew on. Don't feel like you need to write these down. The worksheet for this week will actually be a list of all these questions. So head on over to stephanieleecoaching.com forward slash episode 24 to get the list. And these are in no particular order. In fact, their order doesn't make sense at all. Skip around, skip the ones that don't resonate with you. And perhaps most importantly, make up your own. What hobbies or routines did you implement this year? What worked? What didn't? What enriched your life in some way? And I don't necessarily mean like habits and routines in the sense of you brushed your teeth before bed kind of way, although those might be things you want to make note of as well. I also mean a weekly lunch date with a friend, a daily call with a family member. What did you do or experience that qualifies as a once-in-a-lifetime experience? Where did you travel? Did you visit somewhere new or different? For me, I visited Mexico for the first time this year. What did you learn? I learned how to podcast. But that would actually also be the answer to the question, how did you surprise yourself this year? What events did you attend? Weddings, funerals, other family events and milestones, professional conferences or masterminds? And for all of these events, what insights did you have? What did you learn? Or how did this experience impact or change you? Did you make any new friendships or other relationships? We can learn a lot about ourselves from forming adult friendships. And this is often an area where people want to spend more time in the second half of their lives. What relationships ended? Something that has become a popular practice, and I really do like it, is to pick a word for the year, to come to be the theme for your year or your mantra. Did you do this for the year that was? And if you did, what was the word? Write a little bit about how that played out in the year that you had. And if you didn't pick a word at the beginning of 2022, what word would you pick for it now and why? 
what story do you want to tell about yourself from 2022? Have you adopted any new practices? I started walking pretty consistently in the last quarter of 2022. It really kind of became a lifeline for me. I had learned quite a bit about the importance of exercising in that fat burning zone of our heart rate for cardiac health to avoid diabetes and overall for mental health. And I decided it was something that I was going to prioritize and carve out a significant segment of time for. So much so that I even discontinued running quite a bit to allow myself to get more time in this zone too for some walking. And what I found is that it's a wonderful way to downregulate my often overreactive nervous system. And I met with a client recently who developed a daily gratitude practice. So what practices have you adopted in 2022? And which of those do you wish to take with you into 2023? What do you want to say goodbye to? How can you say goodbye to it in a meaningful way, if that's what you want to do? Did you lose someone important to you this year? Or were any of your relationships completed? What did you resolve for the future? Something that I resolved this year is that I don't want to wait until a traditional retirement age to have time for the things that light me up. I also feel a stronger sense of ownership for my own life than I ever have before. Not only do I have a much better sense and understanding of how I'm shaping the reality of my life, but I've spent time reading and listening to content about health and well-being in our lives, and I find myself convinced that I have a responsibility to my future self to take care of my body and mind in the ways that I can. What new recipes did you try? I made a whole lot of soup this year. What new art mediums did you try? For me, this would be none. What were your favorite songs this year and why? Spotify and YouTube music probably sent these to you. What have you learned about what you want and what you don't want for the second half of your life? What are the results that you're experiencing in your life right now? Where did you show up for yourself in 2022? Where did you show up for someone else? What are you proud of? Where did you surprise yourself? Where did you grow or stretch professionally? Where did you grow or stretch personally? What relationships were the most important to you this year? What moments of insight or clarity did you have? What are other important questions that you can ask yourself? And again, those are just a few questions to consider. For some more, I really do suggest Susanna Conway's fabulous resource, Unravel Your Year. I suspect, though, as you look through your own pictures from the air, your calendar, your journal, you'll want to create your own questions that are meaningful to you in some way. Share those with me. I'd love to hear about them. There are many drawbacks to the busy way that we live our lives, rushing from one thing to the next and then crashing in fatigue at the end of the day. 
But one of those drawbacks truly is that we often don't have the space or the downtime really to consider our lives. But here's another reality. Sometimes that busyness protects us from looking too closely at something we would find uncomfortable. If we stay busy, we don't have to notice that we're actually not happy with aspects of our lives. If we stay busy, we can convince ourselves that this is just how life is. Everyone feels this way, and there's nothing to be done about it. So if you are brave enough to sit down and reflect on 2022, it might bring up some stuff for you. It might surprise you. And if that's the case, I would urge you to be gentle with yourself. Listen in on yourself, talk and be kind. Give yourself grace and understanding like you would to a friend. We often think that we need to be on ourselves in order to make change. But I would actually suggest that when we judge ourselves harshly, we make it very difficult to make meaningful changes that are any more than just white knuckling it. Consider where, even if you showed up in ways you didn't like in 2022, consider how you might have been doing the best you could. If this kind of work gets your juices flowing and you'd like to dig deeper and invest time in discovering what you want for the second half of your life, you may be a candidate from one of the one-on-one coaching packages that I'm opening up in January of 2023. Coaching one-on-one with me offers you the opportunity to truly invest in yourself and the creation of the second half of your life. We'll uncover how you're keeping yourself stuck. We'll look at patterns that you have that are creating burnout and overwhelm and what to do about them so that you can have the energy to even think meaningfully about your life. We'll take a look at the story that you're telling about your life and see where it's serving you and where it's not. And where you want to, we'll rewrite it together. We'll clean all of the junk out of the way so that you can get clear about what it is you want for the second half of your life. We can't go after goals that we don't know we have. We're going to figure out what those things are that you really want. I'm only offering a few of these one-on-one coaching slots, and all of them are going to be a weekend afternoon, 24 sessions over the course of six months. If this sounds like exactly what you need to wake up to your life, let's get to work. Go to my website at stephanieleecoaching.com. I have slots available next week if you're listening in real time for discovery calls. If those times don't work for you, email me at hello at stephanieleecoaching.com and we'll find a time that does. Please do be sure to go to stephanieleecoaching.com forward slash episode 24 to find this list of questions that we talked about on the podcast episode today that you might use for your year end review. That's stephanieleecoaching.com forward slash episode 24. And this link is going to be in the description in either YouTube or whatever podcast aggregator app you're listening in. Thank you for sticking with me through the 24th episode of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. We only have one more episode scheduled to air in 2022, and I hope you'll join me on your favorite podcast player for that episode. We're also over on YouTube, don't forget, in case you'd like video with your audio. Wherever you do listen, please do like and subscribe. Tell your friends. And if you're enjoying it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others to find the show. Have a great week. And I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Bye.